Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Okay, you ready? All right, let's go. Three, two, one. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth. Glad to have you with us. Of course, Mox on the Mic brought to you each and every week by Smart Bank. This week, special guest, we sit down and get a chance to uh, to visit for a little while, actually, with uh, Chattanooga's athletic director, Mark Wharton, spend some time with us. We are going to get into a whole lot of things with Mark. We'll talk a little bit about football. We're going to talk a little bit about the financial impact that COVID has had on the Chattanooga Athletic Department. You'll hear his thoughts on all of that. So let's go ahead. Let's hop into it right now. Here's our conversation with Mark Wharton, the Chattanooga Athletic Director on Mox on the Mic. Has there been anything in your career in athletic administration that could possibly prepare you for what these last nine months have been like? No, not at all. I mean, the biggest thing, I guess, you know, that is just communicating, you know, having constant meetings, whether it's on campus or athletically, you know, just talking about what to do and trying to make a good decision. But no, I, you know, I, I've had hard days and, you know, you throw on, you, you know, strange things like David Jean Baptiste opting out and, you know, trying to figure that stuff out. But it, it's, you know, it, I just want to get to June. I want to, you know, the department and the staff to be healthy, but I just want to press reset and let's get to normal. Are things still in flux now as much as they were, say, three, four months ago, five months ago? Uh, I mean, financially, uh, it's it's still going to be bad, but we've done an amazing job, you know, predicting because. Um, Back, you know, May and June, it was a lot uglier. But um, being able to play that one game and then um, some things we're doing, um, we're not as bad. But it's bad. it worries me. You know, we've we've not laid anybody off or furloughs and those type of things. But what what's different now, I guess, is the testing. You know, we we've been able to get the rapid tests, which are quicker, but they're also a whole lot cheaper than the PCR tests we we're doing through Baylor. We still got that back, you know, backup, but, um, that's the thing that's really encouraging for us to be able to act, you know, very quickly if we have problems. What's it costing you guys to, to test student athletes? Well, with the new rapid test, the antigen test it's roughly $11 and we get the results in 15 minutes. Uh, they're not as reliable as the PCR test, but uh, PCR through um, Baylor is about $70 a test. And so we get, luckily through them not working with the county, uh, we get those back within like five hours. So we know that the day of, which is, um, you know, unique to, you know, the current environment where it's two, three, four days. What what has this taught you? What have you guys learned from from coming through this? You know, I, I keep going back to communicating, and um, you know, our staff and our coaches have done an amazing job. That they look at the we and not themselves in a you know just their individual program and, and doing things to be able to help each other. That's um, really you know solidified. I, 
I've loved my tenure here at Chattanooga, but it's really reinforced. We got great, great people. And, um, you know, we, and also we have a great university, you know, with our leadership on campus, they've been amazingly supportive about, you know, it's, it's, we didn't cause it, you know, it's a campus problem. So they've been financially as well as, you know, uh, you know, campus helping us that that's the other thing that's really been, um, rewarding through all this, you know, chaos is I think our relationship and a lot of our departments on campus have gotten better uh, and stronger that, you know, not that that's here, but you hear the cliche that universities have, you know, a university and then there's that athletic department, they do things different, you know, but I think it's built strong relationships on campus that's going to help us in the future. I want to ask about the cardboard cutouts in the arena, because I love that, by the way, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Tell us about that and, and how folks can get involved in it. And then, and, and kind of what that process is like. Well, you know, a lot of, um, we've been talking about it since the start of, um, you know, the fall semester, um, but, um, really enacted about really trying to find where it's cost effective to do it. Our communication tools, but people across the country have done it. Um, we have about a hundred cutouts now and still going, um, we have animals, uh, which is, is great to have in the stands, but, uh, you know, you can go to gomox.com and it's right there. Our staff is very helpful, uh, you know, communicating how you need to put your phone X amount of feet away and, um, and be able to do it. But, uh, it's $50. We roughly make $20 off of it, uh, which helps again with, you know, our situation financially, but, um, the great thing about it is, you know, we, we have them right where the ESPN telecast goes into the benches so people can see themselves during the broadcast. And then uh, at the end of the season, we're going to have both men's women's programs sign the backs of them. So it's a keepsake. And um, it's, you know, it's something that's uh, creative, fun, you know, that we can add to, you know, uh, the quietness of the arena. But, um, it, you know, it, it's been fun to see who's stepped up and done it and, you know, taking pictures and sending them to them that they're there. The one thing about this, I guess, maybe one of the positives is kind of forces you to think a little bit out of the box, doesn't it? It does in, in every aspect, how we travel, how we eat, how we, you know, do different things our day to day. You know, it, it does, you know, the, the, the thing that we're really trying to, to pivot, you know, with the current trying to play every sport in the spring, but you know, starting to plan financially to scheduling to everything for next fiscal year um, that we know it's going to be better, but we're not going to be back, you know, uh, anticipating, but it's really trying to look at, you know, a year from now, two years from now in every aspect of uh, college athletics, you know, and uh, it's That's going to be interesting. Uh, the next big challenge is, is seeing what that looks like. What's been your role in scheduling? Because I know everybody's had to to deal with it. You know, football's dealt with it. Certainly, men's and women's basketball. More recently, they've they've had to deal with with kind of juggling and and changing and scheduling things literally within a couple of hours. Um, what has been your role uh, during that? Really reinforcing um, regional scheduling. Unless you know you, you're going to get a payday that will let you go outside the region but uh, is really reinforcing to our coaches when we've had the beginning of the year with men's basketball jumping around. Um, they came to tell me, you know, 
who was that, who was available, you know, what the situation is, but um, they have yet to come to me about talking to an AD about scheduling, but um, really with all our sports, we, we have constant conversations about trying to, again, see if we can get a bus ride. Like when we went up to middle Tennessee state, it's really unheard of that D one college basketball men's especially We'll get on a bus the day of, drive up there, do the warm up, play the game, and drive back. It's really not not a standard, but uh, it's really helped us financially as well as it really helps with the coaches that we win those games. And um, you know the superstition. You know I don't have to deal with Coach Paris and say it was because of that. But um, you know I, I'm I'm involved in you know some cases a lot, in some cases I'm not. Yeah, I, as a fan, and I told this to, to Coach Paris when we had him on some weeks back, I, I like the way that non-conference schedule shook itself out for both the men and the women. I like the idea of playing you know, UAB and, and Vandy. I like playing Northern Kentucky uh, and Tennessee Tech and MTSU. I, as a fan, I, I kind of like those. That's one of the things I kind of miss sometimes is – I miss those, you know, quote unquote, old school regional rivals that, that we used to have that I feel like we don't see as much of anymore. I have heard, uh, some numbers from some of the power five schools that have been out there about budget shortfalls in, in athletics. And if you don't want to go into specific numbers, that's fine. I understand that. But what has the impact been at UTC? How bad is it? Well, when we started the year with everything we do, we were projected because of revenues from Mock Sports properties to ticket sales donations, uh, the NCAA, that it added up to about $2.6 million. Uh, through March, April, and May, uh, we were able to get it down to uh, cut about – offset about $1.6 million, which uh, was, you know – relative to what you hear from Penn State and those guys at a 50, 60 million dollar problem. Million dollars is still a problem, but being able to play some of those games, some of the creative things we've done, like the cutouts, um, you know, it's gotten us down to about 600,000, uh, which again is, is still 600,000, it's real money. But um, uh, again, campus has been very, very helpful uh, to help us figure out uh, to mitigate those damages. But um, we're doing everything we're power in our power to get it as low as we can. And again, you know, it's really unheard of in this day and time and my peers that I talk to all the time that we haven't had to lay anybody off. We haven't had to furlough. We haven't done different, you know, things. We, we had the mocks fly together one day campaign. We had 100% of our uh, staff and coaches uh, give um, some of our higher profile coaches and county myself significantly gave, which is going to offset some uh, testing and some other uh, situations. So again, going back to the culture in our department, people are doing and seeing that we're lucky to be, you know, still have a job and, you know, that uh, we're all in it together and, and trying to do what we can. You know, I, I should have said this from the start, and I'll I'll apologize now because it is something that I did want to uh, have you address. And um, Frank Kinzer was a guy that I know meant so much to to Chattanooga athletics, heck, so much to this city in general, not just UTC, but certainly his impact at UTC has been profound over the years. Just uh, obviously sad to hear the news of his passing, but. 
your thoughts on what he meant to Chattanooga, what he meant to you during your time here and the, the future of the Porky's Open? Well, you know, he and his father and family, you know, have been huge, you know, uh, influences not only on UTC, but the Tennessee system and their work with the Board of Trustees and, you know, him having the idea 22 years ago to do the Porky's Open as a friend raiser, just getting everybody together and having a, uh, the winners get a, uh, you know, a box of tomatoes and it's evolved into today. And, you know, it's ironic last um, year at the Porky's Open, we, we talked to Frank about taking a portion of those proceeds and putting it into an endowment, which is there permanently in perpetuity and spending off, you know, money. And, um, you know, it, it will be great for us in the future. But, you know, him, when I came on board, um, my first event, not really fully as the athletic director, was going to LSU and riding on the uh, charter. And Frank sat behind me, and I didn't know who this guy was, but spent a lot of time with him. And then from then on, up until uh, last February, we would have lunch once a week, once a month, excuse me. And, um, you know, he would introduce me to uh, the sheriff and had lunch with the Mayor Coppinger and a lot of those people that could um, – our influence, but also tell me kind of the history of where we, you know, came from Chattanooga, where we are today, and obviously helped me with some landmines that um, I shouldn't go there or, you know, things we need to do. But um, he, he was amazing and, you know, had the opportunity with he and his wife to have dinner with my wife and myself. And, you know, he was great. And three weeks ago, I texted him and, you know, see how he was. And I was thinking about him and text, text back. And then a week later, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, he's in a better place. He was in a lot of pain, but, um, you know, I think his legacy will live on and, uh, the Porky's open and other things. And the Porky's open is going to continue. Yes. Uh, it's not, as long as I'm here, we're going to continue to have it and, you know, celebrate him and his family about what they, they, they've done. And, uh, it's just a great opportunity for our coaches and staff to be able to get out there and, uh, play around the golf and see our great friends. Now, you don't have a date yet for the spring for that, do you, for 2021? Usually it's that first Tuesday in May, uh, so we're targeting that. And, um, again, we'll get, get stuff out and be able to you know, uh, plan that so our, our folks can sign up and we can play. I, I got to ask you about football and the idea of playing football in the spring. Um, let's start with this. As the athletic director at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, do we play football in the spring of 2021? We're scheduled for eight football games, um, you know, planning on bringing our guys back the, the 15th of January. And, you know, these guys will be off about a month and a half without running and lifting. We, we've given them plans to be able to do that, but they're 18 to 22. And uh, we've got some a hefty Thanksgiving or a Christmas meal um, that they're going to do. But I, you know, I, I would find it very hard to believe that we play all eight. You know, I, I think Rusty and I are aligned that we wanted to play some football, but eight, I think is too much really focused on the fall. That's a lot of games within a 12 month period for, you know, you know, their bodies and things like that. But um, we're going to, I would encourage all our fans to make sure that they get a roster because you're going to see everybody and anybody, freshmen, whoever playing uh, to get some experience. And, you know, if we come out of it, you know, winning a few, um, that would be great. If we win them all, that would even be greater. But uh, I think the focus is going to be keeping them safe, 
and getting a lot of experience, but um, it, it will be interesting. How does playing in the spring now impact playing in the fall? You just mentioned the back, the idea of playing eight games in the spring and then trying to come back and play again in the fall. I think there's a lot of us, myself included, as much as I want to see it because I've, I've said here for the last six months, I, I think we'd be really, really good in football. I mean, I, I think we've got, you know, we, we got a defense that should be pretty salty, but I want those guys to be healthy when we're playing for, what I, I think is is a chance to to make a playoff run. So, with all that being said, what's the impact of playing in the spring? If you get, let's say, you know, four to six games in in the spring, what does that do to a fall schedule at that point? Would you still play 11, 12 in the fall? Yeah, Rusty and I, uh, Coach Wright, our whole focus is getting back to normal in the fall at whatever cost for the spring. Uh, again, that's why I'm saying you, you might not see a limb forward a lot. You might not see, you know, um, those defensive backs we got that are seniors. You know, we're, you went through uh, last fall, two falls ago, where we had nine ACL injuries, and that's two seasons. That's your spring and your fall. And so doing what we can to keep all the guys safe, but, you know, really – focus on gaining that experience. You know, our 100% focus is bringing those guys back in June and getting them worked out. You know, these freshmen that came in a year ago, they weren't able to do the winter workouts and the run a spring ball. And that's when the development really happens, not during the season. And so going through what we did, you know, it really was a blessing, the, the Western Kentucky, you know, uh, situation, four weeks of really spring ball and having that game. But um, we really need to get back to normal and, and do some stuff like that. But I agree with you. I think we're, we're set up to be very, very good. Uh, we just got to avoid the injuries and continue to develop. And, you know, signing day coming up, we got to get some good guys. I'm confident in coaching and staff that we'll do that. couple things. How important is it to play football at home? Uh, in the spring, at least once, twice, whatever it ends up looking like. And, and what do you think those games at Finley Stadium look like? Can you do it with fans socially distanced, uh, or is it too early here in December to be looking that far ahead? We're hoping, obviously, that we have fans. We, we have submitted not only for football, but all our sports, um, softball, um, uh, soccer, and volleyball. Uh, to the county as well as uh, the, the health officials uh, on campus to be able to have fans. Um, I think it will be a challenge. You know, we also have some conflicts that Finley's not used to hosting for home games in the spring. So they have scheduled, you know, issues that we might not have a billion one game. We might not have, you know, certain aspects of what's a normal football game day in Chattanooga, but um, you know, it, we're trying hard to be able to, to do stuff for our fans. We also, to play games helps our corporate sponsors uh, that we have fans in the stands and, and we play those games that help us get some revenue to, to help us this year. But, you know, we're, we're focused on having, you know, 10% to 25% uh, fans in all our venues. Um, this is a, gosh, th I mean, this is unlike anything, I guess, any of us have ever seen or, or had to had to deal with before when it comes to um, when it comes to trying to put all this together. Certainly for you guys internally, staff wise, 
you could have a situation where it's theoretical, at least you could have football going on. You could have softball going on. You may have wrestling somewhere. You may have, heck, you may still have men's and women's basketball playing. I hope that's the case. Um, how do you guys address that? How will you handle it internally? Um, I, I would imagine those are conversations you're having to have right now, isn't it? It is, and it also is going to our conference that we're, we're kind of changing. Typically, women's volleyball will be a um, Saturday-Sunday. We have moved that to Sunday-Monday to try to stay off Saturday. We have men's, women's basketball, football, you know, possibly wrestling on Sunday as well. Uh, that we're, we're basically seven days a week with all our sports. And, um, you know, we have to take into account, you know, our mock sports vision doing the ESPN broadcast on, you know, one day for, you know, um, uh, football at noon, and then they turn around and do a six o'clock men's basketball game, you know, that evening, same evening, and then running over on Sunday and doing a one o'clock volleyball game, you know, so, you know, our staff, I, I've said it, that it, it's going to be tough uh, five months, you know, I'm hoping that because we've been basically shut down for the most part since last March, that our, our uh, staff is really refreshed. And that uh, I know there'll be some grumblings, but uh, we're still employed and we're still, you know, playing college sports. So uh, I've got to give them some encouragement, but uh, we're all going to be out there parking people at football games to ticket taking and doing it all. You know, we just got to get through it and get through June and see if we can reset. What's the mood been like amongst your fellow athletic directors in the Southern conference over the last, uh, couple of months? Do you, are, are do you feel like you guys are all in lockstep, uh, in terms of, of the decisions that have been made? It's been, you know, we meet once a week and, um, for a while there twice a week. Uh, so we have gotten to know each other quite a bit and, uh, I could take a month off here and there, you know, whenever we can, but, um, yeah, it's been interesting, you know, from um, people wanting to play football in the fall uh, to some schools that, you know, couldn't. And it really had a lot to do with what the state uh, demanded. But I think once we made the decision last August that we've been um, really focused and uh, we, for the most part, have agreed on how we're going to do different things from, you know, conference only for soccer, women's volleyball with one extra that they can play to to protocols and testing, how we're all consistent, um, different things like that. So it, it's been good. It, it's really brought us together. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a, a great deal of respect for all those ADs in our conference and looking out for what's best for our student athletes, as well as our, our, our individual institutions. It's interesting. I was on a, I'm on the FCS executive committee nationally where we had these conversations that, you know, Montana, is going to play six games in the uh, in the spring, and they have no indoor facilities. And so he, he was saying, I don't know how they can do that, in Montana, to be able to start playing March first, and uh, you know, it, it just it makes you realize that uh, you're not alone, and you know, everybody's trying to make the best of it. A lot of snow shovels. Yes, a lot of, a lot of snow shovels. A lot of thermals too. Mark, I appreciate the time. Um, thanks for, for being on. I'd, I'd love to do this again down the road where we can talk about things getting back to normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. And 
we're in a great place and uh, just appreciate everybody and what they do and kind of yourself. Appreciate Mark Wharton giving us some time this week to talk about a lot of different facets of the Chattanooga Athletic Department. It's really the first time since we started this podcast almost a year ago that we've really been able to sit down and have that long of a conversation with Mark Wharton. So we hope that's something that we can try to bring to you a couple of times a year here on uh, Mox on the Mic. Now, if you want to get involved, if you want to support Chattanooga Athletics, of course, look, you can always buy season tickets. That's one way you can help, but you can also help by donating to the Mox Club and you can, it's real simple. Just go to gomox.com. You'll find out all the information and how you can donate there. And again, if you want to buy season tickets to football season, how about the start that basketball season has had for both the men and the women? It's not too late to get on board with that. Maybe have the cardboard cut out of yourself, or as Mark said, your animal. You know, you want to put your dog or your cat, your kid, your baby, whatever you want to do. Certainly, you can do that. Uh, it's all in great fun, and more importantly, it goes to help support student-athletes at UTC. So again, check out all the ways you can support and help by going to gomox.com. It's going to do it for us this week. Again, please make sure you like, rate, subscribe, review, all those kind of things to this podcast. Tell a friend about Mox on the mic if you know somebody that's a Chattanooga fan. We do this each and every week, and uh, we're going to be visiting with more student-athletes coming up, more coaches. We'll talk a lot more basketball, a lot more football, a lot more wrestling, all of that coming up here on Mox on the Mic. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We'll see you again real soon on Mox on the Mic. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.